With a decade in the network marketing profession, Stacy Hall and Nicole Dobere have created a lot of success, both in their online business and in helping thousands of others do the same. Stacy and Nicole bring a wealth of knowledge from having coached countless six and seven figure earners. Scaling your online business has never been this fun. So grab a drink, a notepad and pen and get ready to change your life. So I actually, I'm so busy in the morning that I'm doing things in like 15 minute increments, like prayers, meditation, 15 minute increment, getting four different lunches ready, 15 minute increment, getting ready to go, brushing my teeth, changing clothes and getting out the door to take my daughter to school, to come back, to get two more, to take them to school and then take a, a, because my kids are in four different schools. And by the time I get over, I I come back to work out, it's 8 a.m., right? And I'm looking at that today and I'm like, you know, I need to improve. I need to improve. And if it's not improving and getting up earlier, it's improving and being more prepared the evening before. And I think that sometimes when we give ourselves permission to accept that, it's not as painful. I didn't want to accept that, but I, I accepted it with all joy today, because I know it's going to make my life easier that I'm batching some marketing that's already out the door before I am. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. We all find areas where we can be more efficient, right? So for me, I make the lunches the night before. Anything that I can make, some things you can't, but most things you can. So, you know, if I'm cutting up fruit or putting crackers aside or anything like that, I do it all the night before and I have it all lined up and ready to go. So that that takes a huge chunk of time and saves it for me. So I can do other things in the morning because I'm the same as you. I mean, I have less children, so obviously it's not as hectic for me, but with the two I have, it's still, they're two different schools, two different start times. You get the, you know how it is. Right. And they just started back today too. So I was- How really- is that? How, tell us all about it. <laughs> I'm sure everyone's really interested because they've been back already for ages. But um, no, it, it went seamlessly, which is, you know, which is amazing. And I actually got everyone to bed at a decent hour last night, which is in and of itself uh, kind of a miracle. Um, so they were well rested and everything went fine and see, so it's a scenario where my daughter, uh, she's in grade seven now, she can wear whatever she wants. My son (laughs) is, uh, at a high school that has uniforms. So it's kind of funny because he doesn't care. He, he would wear a paper bag, doesn't care what he wears, but my daughter, I mean, the outfits, like the picking of the outfits. I told her yesterday, I'm like, you must have your hair washed, your hair dried, your nails done before you go to bed because I am not fussing with this in the morning. Pick out your outfit, have it laid out, know exactly what you're wearing, jewelry, everything before you go to bed. (laughs) So that was, that worked well. She got up this morning, she was ready to go. There was no, there were no hiccups. So, Uh, but I may or may not have shed a tear. I can't believe it. Another year behind us. It's crazy. That was my morning. It sounds perfect. And, you know, I, I, I have joy with all that. I don't have joy with thinking that I'm on a clock, that there's not going to be many cuddle nights and, you know, book readings and all, my kids wanting to pile on top of me in bed and sleep with me. I know that I'm not going to have it forever. 
And you know, the hardest part about parenting is when you have to start releasing that and realize there's going to be a point where you can't hold on to that anymore, or it's going to be very painful when it ends and you have nothing else to replace it with. You know, it's like you have to kind of know who you are and your own joys instead of always kind of living through other people and how they bring you the joy. It's there and you want it and you always want it, but it's that independence of making your own, being on your own journey and, and finding things that bring you joy as well. So that's hard as a mom, because I don't want to even think about it. But yesterday posting that my son is going to the Navy, I didn't expect to get the feedback that I got, but there were a few, there's a few military moms that reached out to me personally. And it was just like, had me in tears all day because of the things they said. They said, one of them said something really heartfelt hit me in the gut. And you can understand this with your own anthems, but she's Pledge of Allegiance and the Star Spangled, Star Spangled Banner is going to have a whole new meaning to me. And I'm like, oh, I couldn't even breathe when I read that. I'm like, oh my gosh, because I haven't grown up with people in the military. My dad, my, like my grandfathers were in, all of my cousins and uncles were in, but no one, you know, immediate to me that I really am so, you know, I adore, I love, I don't want to let go of. And that was hard. <sighs> I'm still reeling on that. I know this is not our topic, but it is life. <laughs> and it's a part of what we do every day because it ends up being a part of who we become and who we attract. Right? Would you agree? Would you agree? Oh, no, she's not on the phone. Is she on the phone? Okay, I'm going to keep talking. So, you know, we're going to be talking about something today that I think is really important. And uh, Stacey and I were talking about this earlier this morning. And it's understanding how to ask yourself upgraded questions. Because we're constantly asking ourselves questions about who are we marketing to? What is it that we want to say? And a lot of the questions that we ask ourselves are very transactional because that's how our brain works. We're building a business because we're, we're posting for profits. That's what we do. We're in marketing. We're in sales and we only get paid when we show up and market. We don't get paid if we don't do that. Nobody's going to know who we are. We can get in conversations. That's amazing. But when we're trying to attract the masses, instead of doing it one person at a time, which is truly a gift, people, they were in the bathroom with the door shut and the telephone, the big telephone cord, you know, in there and they're sitting on the toilet going through um, the white pages, right? Not so anymore. So when we can start upgrading our questions, we start upgrading our life. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit because asking yourself the upgraded questions is going to change your posture, your energy, your vibration, about how you see yourself. Stacy, are you back? I am. I'm so sorry about that. That was oh, actually, no. <laughs> that was the CRA. Sandra, you know what that's about. Uh, it's like the IRS. Uh, Canadian uh, version of the IRS. And so when they call, you answer. Yeah, so. you do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> well, we have 87,000 employees. So I'm sure all of us are going to get phone calls every once in a while now. Um, mm -hmm. I Did you hear anything that I was talking about? I did not. I heard the tail end of you uh, saying to ask better questions, but I, I didn't hear much before that. Sorry. I'm, but I'm going to, yes, I'm going to hand this over to you because you know what we're talking about. But there's one thing that I want to share with you quickly because I had an epiphany this morning. I, uh, over the weekend, I had the privilege of um, training several members on my team that just really wants to gun it this month. And we were talking about how to show up. And there was one mom 
that said, every single time I want to reach out or follow up to someone, I feel like a kid. I feel like, um, like I, I don't need to be seen. I don't need to be heard. I, I need to just go back to doing what I'm doing, how they're going to see me. And it made me think about how we speak to our children. Like if we see our kid doing something or if our kid needs something, we get in a conversation with them. We don't think twice about the advice that we give them. We don't think twice about how we show up in their life. We don't think twice about what value we can give them because they're so incredibly important to us. And we see ourselves in a totally different position. We are in a position of authority. And if we could turn around and have that same type of vision of the people we're helping, that same type of authority, that same type of devotion and adoration to them, then it's going to be second nature that we just show up without thinking, who am I to show up in their life and be an authority? And it's somewhere that we need to work if that is an issue for you. And this is also a place where you can start upgrading the questions to start understanding who you are as that authority figure to people. It will change everything that comes out of your mouth. It'll change everything about how you show up every day. It'll change everything about how you envision all the things that are going to transform your life so you can hit the goals that you uh, you want to achieve. So I'm going to hand this over to you, Stacey, because this is something we got some of this. All, a lot more of this we'll, we'll be talking about. But we did have a fantastic training from Justin Prince not too long ago on how to upgrade your questions to upgrade your life. And it's very eye-opening to the little things that we do every day that really puts a cap on being able to upgrade the questions. And so we kind of have to open that Pandora's box too. Yeah, for sure. I mean, asking yourself better questions is, it's so critically important. And it sounds like such a flu flu weird kind of thing, but man, does it make a difference? Um, where do I want to start with this? Because there are so many things that you said that I wanted to tackle. Um, you know, okay, so let's start with the, the having authority piece and knowing what you have your hands on. And I used to feel much like the person you described where I'd get butterflies in my stomach and I would feel awkward and I would feel like, who am I? They're going to see right through me. They're going to see that I'm not anything, that I haven't accomplished anything. You know, they're not going to listen to me. They, there's no reason for them to follow me. Like I had no self-esteem around being a business builder <laughs> at all. Right. And so I get that. Like, I really get that. I know how that feels, but if you think about it this way, it can really help. Let's just say, you know, your upline, your company has an endless pot of hundred dollar bills. And every day you get to go to this huge cauldron and you get to take as many hundred dollar bills as you want. And you get to go out in the world and you get to say, Hey, I've got a hundred dollars. And for a minimal amount of work, you can get a hundred dollars. Like how would you have lack posture around going out and giving people hundred dollar bills? Would you say, well, I'm not an expert on $100 bills. I'm not an expert on how to take $100 bills and put them in a cauldron. I don't know anything about where they got the cauldron. I don't know where they're getting the money from. I don't have a degree in any of this. And I personally have never gotten one of the $100 bills from the cauldron. So there's no way that I can tell other people or give them away to other people. Like you would never do that because you know there's this cauldron full of $100 bills and it's never going to end and you have the opportunity to go every single day and offer it to people who want it. That's what your business is. It's endless possibility 
for anyone who wants it. And you don't have to be an expert on any of the things and you don't actually have to have had any success in doing it to know that it works, that people create success, that they're getting paid and that it's changing their lives. You don't have to be the person because there are thousands of other the persons, right? That you have access to, that you're aware of, that you are talking to, that you are learning from, that you are on a team with. So when we look at it that way and stop thinking it's about us, in a weird way, we're oddly narcissistic, aren't we? To think that it has to be all us, we have to be the one. It's, it all comes down to, to me. God help the world if everything had to come down to me. I'm grateful that I get to lean into what thousands of other people are doing and creating. That is far more powerful. Anyone that I speak to about my business is far more likely to create success if they don't just get me. I don't want to be that person. I am not that leader who gets bent out of shape if people on my team want to learn from other people too. There are some people that get right but hurt if anyone on their team wants to do a training with another leader. It baffles my mind. The degree of narcissism that is required to get bent out of shape because somebody wants to learn from someone other than you, that's crazy. Like when somebody comes into my team, I immediately tell them, do you know who else I work with? You get John Melton. You get Nicole Domeray. You get Michelle Barnes. You get Justin Prince. You get the Zaleckis. You get whatever. I'll just start naming all of these leaders that I get to work with every day. Why do I do that? Because I want them to know it's not about me. You know why? Because I also want them to know it's not about them. It is not about them. When they go out, they get to leverage the same leaders. Hey, when you get me, you also get this person and that person. This is why I tell people, if, you, if you're looking for a leader, don't sign up. No, I, I, I'm not saying you should never. I'm saying do your research. Don't automatically sign up with the shiniest object. Don't automatically sign up with the biggest celebrity that you see on social media. Because oftentimes that big celebrity who has the big massive following and the huge coaching business and a ton of courses, they're not in the trenches. They're not the ones locking arms with you. Eight times out of 10, I won't say nine times out of 10 because there are exceptions. John Melton is an exception. The Zaleckis are an exception. Justin Prince is an exception. There are lots of exceptions. Those are the ones I name because those are the ones that I stand behind, right? And you have those exceptions on your team. But by far and large, when somebody signs up with the biggest, shiniest object, sometimes they're disappointed that that person is not as active in the trenches as they'd hoped they would be. And they feel like they've been pushed off onto someone else. So in actual fact, if that's the case, they would have been better off to sign up with someone a little bit more junior and get access to more leadership. You see my point? See my point? So if you happen to be that person that's a little bit more junior, you see the value of me signing up with you instead of your big glossy upline if your big glossy upline isn't in the trenches. So you have to stop thinking that it all comes down to you. If it did, this business would fall apart.
<laughs> so that's one thing. When I finally started really wrapping my head around that, I my posture shot through the stratosphere because I started thinking, okay, so that basically means I am Nicole Domeray because I have access to everything she knows. So that basically means I am Justin Prince because I have access to everything he knows. So I can walk through the world with the same level of posture and confidence that they do because I get to lean into what they know with anyone that I bring in. And you have the same opportunity with the people that are locked arms with you and your upline and your upline's upline in your company. You have to have that posture. It doesn't come down to them any more than it doesn't come down to you, right? So something to keep in mind. And the idea of asking better questions. I'm going to bring this down to the most basic level that I can, because this is the only way it made sense to me. <laughs> I was a little tough case to learn this, but it's so powerful. Think about the questions that you naturally ask yourself every single day. Some of you are much more personally evolved than I was when I started this journey. So you're already asking yourself better questions, but some of you are probably right about where I was. And the questions that I was asking myself on a daily basis is, why does it always happen to me? Oh no, not again. Why this time? What is it this time? What's the problem now? Oh, how are we going to get through this? Where are we going to find the money for that? Really? Again? How come I can never get cut a break? Is this what life is going to be like? Is this, is this it? Is this all there is? <laughs> Those were the questions I was asking myself on a daily basis. Can you imagine? No wonder the quality of my life was not where I wanted it to be. You know, if you're asking yourself, oh, great, another, another problem, what's next? Do you really want your brain scanning the universe for what problem is coming next? Is that really what you want your brain working on? Because it will find it. And if you're asking those kind of questions and you think you're being sarcastic and just being tongue in cheek, your subconscious doesn't understand high level sarcasm. You get that, right? That's what I didn't get. I thought I was just being funny. Same shit, different pile. <laughs> your subconscious does not understand your high level sarcasm. It takes everything literally. So if you're, if you're asking things like, oh, what's next? Bad things always come in threes. Something else is coming. What's it going to be? If that's what you're saying, your subconscious is like, oh, bad things always come in threes. Oh, okay. Well, there has only been two. So what can we do next? What can we do next to crap on them? Seeing as that's what they want. That's what they're looking for. Your subconscious takes your thoughts and words literally. <laughs> doesn't get your humor. And by the way, it's not really funny. And that's what I learned. It's not actually funny. People just roll their eyes. It's a really bad habit. And what you don't recognize is that that bad habit is so damaging because you have this idea, your conscious mind has this idea of what you want your life to look like. But the patterns that you fall into and the defaults that you lean into 
with how you talk to yourself and how you're thinking, those take over. Because, and here's the deal. This is what's kind of a little bit unfair, but it's absolutely true. Like my mom says, scratch fairness. It's not in the dictionary. <laughs> negative thoughts and negative questions will more readily produce an emotion than the positive ones. And the feelings are what attract the results in your life. The feelings are what attract the results in your life. It's a whole heap of a lot easier for you to feel crappy and attract crappy than to learn to ask questions that are going to elicit positive feelings to attract positive results. So you have to be hyper aware of what you're thinking. You have to be the conscious observer all the time and it takes practice. You will miss a lot in the beginning, but there's no better time to start than right now. So when you catch yourself asking a question that's not serving you, like, why don't I understand technology? Why am I so bad with this computer? Why can't I understand these apps? It seems so easy for everyone else. Why do I always struggle with this? Why is prospecting so damn difficult for me? Everyone else seems to be okay with it. Why do I have such a hard time? You need to catch that and you need to stop. I used to say, I still do, out loud, stop, reframe. I'd say it to myself out loud. I often still do, especially if it's an old trigger that pops back up, stop, reframe. and ask a better question.